When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I know this man. This is called Jeffries. What are you doing with a picture of him like this? It's just work stuff. What exactly is Miss Pearson going to be doing for you? Is it legal? She's a threat to both of us, Bobby. And that's why I hired her. I need to get close to him. They are watching everything that you do. I think that she's withholding something. I own you. You really sold your soul, didn't you? I'm trying to be loyal to you without falling off a moral cliff. I don't want to be a part of this anymore. She figured it out. She's got you on tape. Pearson season one episode two is over and if you're ready to hear us talk about the superintendent then suits yourself I'm Rob Sestrino back here with a guy whose Twitter thumbs never get him in trouble it's Chappelle Uh, yeah Rob I I saw that scene in the episode and all I could think was I it's a wonder that I haven't gotten that same message from your uh, PR director or your uh, your head of uh, your uh, head of personnel. No one's ever tapped me on the shoulder and said, Chappelle, yeah. are you sure about these tweets? Well, I feel that? like that you have not uh, to this point, and, and maybe some others have, um, posted a tweet about like, uh, Rob has a podcast. Who's at the top of this? Time to take out the trash. <laughs> Listen, because I don't I appreciate to... those tweets when they come in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you let me drag my co-host all the time. I tried to dox Mari the other day, and nobody said anything. Hell, Mari didn't even see it. Mm-hmm. The, the goal here, Rob. See, this is what you do when you tweet about somebody. You want to be nice, nasty about them. You talk about them, but you don't at them. So some people think that is cowardly. Some people say, like, "Oh, well, I need them to know." Listen. I'm not saying hide the tweet from them, especially mm-hmm. if they follow you. Just talk about them as if they are not, if they're reading their morning news and they just see their name pop up in the newspaper. So sometimes I'm like, let let Sam scroll for a bit before he sees like, you know who I fuck, you know. <laughs> but you know, I'm just saying. Sometimes <laughs> it's really hard to to hide those emotions without getting the tweets out. You gotta get those tweets off, Rob. Yeah. You can't hold them in. Okay. Um. Does Jessica have her own Mike Ross now? In yes, Yoli. It- I'm excited. We talked about this in episode one. I said, it, the thing about Suits is that it was like a buddy cop 
thing. You know, it was Harvey, it was Mike, it was the interplay. The whole story was Harvey and Mike's bromance. You could try to spice it up with, with Jessica, with Rachel, with Donna. But at the end of the day, it was always about Harvey and Mike. And here, Jessica just didn't have anybody to play off of. She's very funny. She's very likable. Um, but in this show, it just seems like it's Jessica against the world. And so giving her Yoli, who she at first bumped heads with, but it seems like they're working things out, um, you know, I think this is going to be good for the show. I got very excited when I saw her hire her on as her assistant at the end. Yes. Okay. Um, and then does uh, Gina Torres speak Spanish? Uh, yeah, hence the Torres. Yes. You know? Okay. Uh, so I feel like that we I, never really tapped into this in Suits. And I'm glad that they decided to do this uh, because, well, in Suits, Jessica was just a person who was there. But this is Pearson. So I think you really do need to give uh, Gina Torres a per like a full, fully fleshed personality and a background. And so, yeah, it'd be nice to talk about how she is of Afro Latina, uh, an Afro Latina, and that uh, she does speak Spanish. Yes. And her that's parents all were a from part Cuba. of her. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, Richard and Rebecca Torres. And Torres so, yeah, speaks you know, fluent Spanish. Yeah. She's, she's from the South Bronx. Look, she's, look. She, she, her and Cardi B. She's who, from the block. Know, can you tell them different. Yeah, can you can you tell the difference between these people? No, they're the same. Jen Torres is amazing, and I do like that they are actually giving us the whole Jessica Pearson instead of just Jessica Pearson in her office in the corner of Pearson Spectrum. Did you know she's Jane a mezzo Williams soprano? No, I didn't know that. She mm -hmm. has a, a singing voice that we <laughs> yes. didn't talk about? Yes, she began oh. singing at an early age. I think we never got it came across the Gina Torres Wikipedia before. Uh, we spent so much time on the Suits Wiki. Uh, she began singing at an early age, and uh, she is trained in opera and jazz and performed in the gospel choir. Yeah, I think we actually, we also didn't do a, a great job in unrolling this Pearson thing because, you know, we're looking at Pearson as a suit spinoff, but Pearson is is named after Jessica, and this is really her story. And so, yeah, we would be remiss to not talk about Jessica and Gina Torres as, uh, you know, complete whole characters as they are the lead here. And so, yeah, she's won a number of awards, including Alma Awards and things of that nature. So, yeah, very much having an Afro-Latina lead for this show. I think it's also a missed opportunity for Peacock and for these other networks because we don't have a lot of shows like that. Yeah. Um, she's currently starring on 911 Lone Star. I didn't know that either. I didn't. I, well, yeah, we saw some pictures of that in the Facebook group. So when we were doing Suits, uh, we were talking about how the Suits characters are popping up all over the place. You see them everywhere. And we've got some, a few pictures of Jessica the cop. And so it's very uh, funny that she is now up against the cops in this episode or, yes. you know, up against the cops and Pearson at large. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, that's a big part of this story as uh, the uh, negotiations between uh, the police union and the city have fallen apart, really, with Jessica Pearson to take the blame after uh, she brought up this uh, this case where it was uh, police brutality, this $4 million case. Was this in the first episode or this was in the events of the backdoor Pearson pilot? The events of the backdoor Pearson pilot, uh, you know, so Jessica comes to the city. She sues, she sues the city, basically. Then Harvey has to come in at that point. So just, the heat was already on. We never see that case because when by the time we see Jessica in Pearson, she's already dealing with that stuff. And then when we get her, she's dealing with the um, the housing project. 
but that uh, lawsuit had already happened. As far as Jessica's concerned, the um, this was police brutality. It was a $4 million lawsuit, but it makes the mayor's office look like it's pretty anti-cop when you have somebody who made such allegations against the police department uh, now working for the mayor. So it's like she went from suing the city to now being the city's right hand, and it looks mm. a little suspicious to everybody involved. Yeah, um, most exciting for me in this episode is that uh, Jerry from Parks and Rec is here. Were you a Parks and Rec guy, Chappelle? No, so I don't know who Jerry from Parks and Rec is. So uh, Jerry, and I want to make sure I get uh, his uh, the actor's name right, um, but that his <laughs> he plays a much different role here uh, than he does. Uh, Jim O'Hare uh, plays Chuck Hargrove, and on Parks and Rec, he works in the office, and he is basically uh, if Parks and Rec is is uh, do you know the Office? I know the office. Okay, yes. that that where you, that Steve Carell's character Michael Scott hates Toby for no reason. <laughs> Jerry is hated in the office, and they never really explain why. But they're always like, "God damn it, Jerry!" Like, uh, and he's just like, uh, "What? What did I do?" And uh, so very fun to have him here. Uh, but he's playing a serious role. Like, I uh, it's weird to see him. A comic actor here in a, a serious light on Pearson. Yeah, he is the superintendent, the titular superintendent of this episode. And so, uh, yeah, because he is the police superintendent, uh, he is the one who is going to be dealing with these negotiations with uh, the mayor's, um, I don't, don't want to say paramour, but uh, his, uh, what is <laughs> Carrie to him? Yeah, what is yeah. Carrie to him? Uh, uh, his girlfriend? Side chick? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't want to, I don't look, I don't want to minimize the mayor's wife. She has a episode. job. I think she's an attorney. She is a lawyer at the very least. She's his number one. Is she? I think it's like a back and forth. Yeah. Yeah, but she's his number two because he also has a wife. You know, like, so well, like, I mean, romantically, uh, but that yeah. I'm talking about how um, he is, <laughs> you know, she, I, that she's been referred to as the right hand person. Right. But is she? You know what I'm saying? Like, so it seems like in this episode, she's really going to have to deal with the fact that she's not number one uh, in his life when it comes to his wife, but also she's threatened by Jessica's presence. And so Carrie is the one who needs to go in and put out the fire that is Jessica, because now that Jessica's done that lawsuit, um, the uh, police department is like, we want out. We don't want to be involved in this anymore. We, we uh, The contracts negotiations are over. Uh, and it's all because y'all got Jessica Pearson working there. But Jessica susses out there. I don't know, man. This sounds like it's about something else. Like, this might not be a me problem. They might be using me as a scapegoat. And it turns out that they were. This is all about the pension negotiations between the mayor and the police department. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's so much media attention for Jessica Pearson. Did that ring true to you that, like, basically that there would be, like, all these press conferences and the, like, uh, the all the newspapers are, like, trying to uh, get uh, a word from Jessica? Jessica set this up. She's, yeah. the, she's the culprit. She's the bad guy. You know, there is no media attention on her if she doesn't come out and be like, Psst, you know, he's got a disbarred lawyer and, uh, you know, uh, working for him now, like uh, from New York of all places. They're like, what? So the whole time, the whole episode is a witch hunt to figure out who did this, who leaked this information. The mayor even suggested that Carrie might have done it because she hates Jessica. Turns out Jessica set it all up in the first place because she wanted the media attention. She wanted to be able to get in front of the questions that the media is going to ask because eventually they were going to ask, who is this woman? Why did she come from New York? Why is she trying to take down the cops? And why does she work for the mayor? So Jessica set this all up so that she can make a statement on her terms and 
do something good in the meantime. Help with that police pension negotiation uh, and the police contract negotiations at the same time. Okay. So, Jessica... We see that she's involved with uh, this this whole business uh, with the police. Uh, the police are getting ready to go on strike. They've got a, a blue flu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're unhappy because they're not getting what they wanted. So they're all going to strike. Now, the thing with police going on strike is that uh, the police, they are good for like a keeping civility. But also, if they don't want it to happen, then they can make it not happen. And so by the police saying, oh, no, like we have a lot of issues, but now we're not going to do the bare minimum things. It lets crime run rampant and then uh, crime uh, goes up. Right. But. Let's say the police are incentivized for crime to go up as well, right? Because now they want something done that they need to be accomplished. They want their pension. They want the negotiation. They want Jessica to go away. Whatever the case may be, them saying we're not going to come to work today is one day is one thing. But them saying we're not going to go to come to work today and also let's push some other criminal activity to happen, then it shows that like, oh, without the police, we got these skyrocketing crime rates. Oh, now we need to give them whatever they want. It's very much being held over a barrel when the police go on strike, or I'm sorry, when they have a flu. They can't go on strike. That would be against the rules. It's against the rules. Uh, and it seems like that uh, Jessica's aunt lives in like one of these zones that is going to be potentially uh, a hot spot if the police uh, are uh, home with the blue flu. Yeah. So, you know, Jessica has even more reason to shut this down. She's, uh, you know, got a soft spot for obviously her her aunt and her cousins. But also, um, you know, this is the neighborhood that they're they're, uh, they're around. And so Jessica's like, I got to stand up for this this neighborhood because they're about to get left high and dry uh, due to what seems like Jessica's actions, you know. Um, and so now Jessica has to take a personal uh, like interest in this and making this happen so that her family is safe as well. Okay. Chappelle, I had one thought as I was watching uh, this episode of uh, Pearson, I almost said Suits, uh, that I feel like that the mayor looks like somebody who I am watching uh, on reality TV these days. Um, do, do, do you, you want to guess what I'm going to say? Uh, let me let me look at him. Okay, he's got a... He's got a strong jawline. Mm -hmm. You know, um, who could this man be? No, well, I don't. Well, I don't know. Of pictures of Bobby Novak online. Uh, but I think that uh, <laughs> I just want to call him Mayor Geesling. Oh, no, not Dan. <laughs> oh, wow. I kind of. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Especially Traders Dan. Like, I feel like he's uh, wearing like a lot of suits like this. Mm -hmm. Okay. First of all, Morgan Spector is this is a beautiful human. I'm looking at the pictures. Um, so funny that his name is Morgan Spector. Um, but no, this I I can see it in there. But um, yeah, if like it's like the like you know when AI started doing those like like those uh glamified pictures of people, mm -hmm. yassified pictures. He's like yassified uh, Dan Giesling, you know, <laughs> like Dan but shiny. I see it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I don't know if you could trust this mayor either. No. Can you trust Dan Giesling? <laughs> let, let, let me answer that for all the listeners. No, you cannot. Um, yeah. So there. Um, He'll always be Judas to me. <laughs> so, yeah, the uh, mayor Giesling, he's getting also like some calls from okay. home and uh, wife is like, hey, are you ever coming home again? 
He's like, oh, honey, I'm working late. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Okay, listen. Anytime you try to think of, of the mayor as likable, you always have to remember that he is currently cheating on his wife with, um, you know, <laughs> this this woman who works. But for he him, does so. go home. He tells his girlfriend, like, hey, I got to go home to see my wife. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he does that if Derek, his uh, his news guy, doesn't walk in and see Carrie hanging out like, so, you want to go out to eat and to celebrate? Mm-hmm. Derek walks in like, oh, y'all are still here? I guess I'm just going to go. And maybe that is the thing that reminds the mayor that he's a family man. Sir, go home to your family. This is embarrassing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what's going on with the mayor and his brother? The mayor's brother is like, hey, you know who's not so bad? Jessica. She seems nice. I, I helped her out, gave her a ride, and she 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 kind of wants me to drive her around and stuff. You good with that? It's like, no, you work for me, bastard. I mean, brother. You know, it's like, oh, you know, um, well, you know, I, I thought I thought I had like I was I used to be a cop. I could do cop work. It's like, no, no, you work for me only. It's like, well, I want to help Jessica. No. It's like, well, you just want me to stake out her house and follow her and, and intimidate her and all exactly. that other stuff. Yes, that's exactly what I hired you from. Don't get out of line. You know, and so he has to remind Bobby that his Bobby's dad was once the mayor and he was, you know, he, he wasn't like this. Yeah. So in the back in the premiere, we saw Jessica like shredding stuff. I, I thought that at the end of the episode, I had asked like, oh, is she shred- the stuff that she was shredding at the beginning of the episode? Was that the photos that Jeff Malone sent her? And then because then like we see her like shredding the the photos and then it cuts to eight weeks later. Are we on a road to what that opening scene was all throughout this season? I actually forgot about that. But now that you mentioned that, I think so. I think that by the end of this, we'll see Jessica Viva La Vida's playing in the background. (laughs) She's uh, she's, you know, um, getting rid of this evidence or at least, uh, you know, shredding the files. Now, is she shredding the files because she's trying to cover up something? We don't know. Is she shredding the files because maybe they don't need them anymore? Like maybe like put that to rest. Who knows? But I do think that that was a flashback for the next few episodes. Because here's the thing. Pearson uses the flashback filter all the time. Did you notice? It's very like I don't I can't figure out a name for it, but the Pearson looks like it's set in the departed. You know, it's just, it's uh, it's it's not bright and sunny like suits is. It's very every every uh scene is very dim and tan, you know, and like they walk the the lighting is very tungsten. It's just not a lot of just not like tungsten light. Isn't it yellow? Like yeah. they give you like the vibe that yeah, they're walking into someone's lights. den. Yeah, sure. Right, exactly. So I'm like, why are they doing that? Now that you mention it, I think this is all a big flashback. Hmm. The whole show is a flashback. Oh my god! I think so. I think the first scene where we see like eight, like then eight weeks before, you know, then I think everything these next ten episodes is the eight week buildup hmm. uh, because there's no way we've expand we've done eight weeks in the show already. Jessica barely knows the people's names in the office. She just met Yoli today, so it hasn't been eight weeks. But I do think that like the light is just the light, the dimming. It's uh, the I, feel like I need to watch moody. that first scene again to see what's going on. Yeah, maybe. I think I might need to run it back too. But I do. I now it's just that filter that doesn't bother you. It really is starting to annoy my eyes. I haven't so really been, clean. you know, paying super close attention to the filters. Yeah, it's just the the it's the color for me. It's it's very much like this show is it's giving gritty, but it's not because there's a lot yeah. of gritty content. It's just the it it's the mood lighting. It's you know whatever. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm tripping. If you're listen, if you're in the Facebook group, let me know if y'all know what I'm talking about. Cause I'm trying to explain this, but for me, it's like it's all green. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> Chappelle. So 
we saw that uh, Jessica's aunt came over to cook her breakfast. Uh, she just like, wow, damn. Uh, Jeff Malone's uh, place is not too shabby, uh, yeah. but she wants to make breakfast. Uh, she calls like the drivers, like, "Hey, give me fifteen minutes." I'm like, I don't know how uh, Auntie is gonna cook breakfast in fifteen minutes. Uh, but she's like, "Hey, well, look at these pictures. That's my neighbor that got murdered." Yeah, and just, or, like, I mean, what, are, what are the chances? Right. Well, I mean, well, I mean, Jessica's investigating something from that side of town, so this woman's probably gonna know. The people of that side of town. The crazy thing is that she just lets it go. Mm -hmm. Like Jessica, you know Paul. You Paul that died. Paul that was killed. You got pictures of him. Jessica's like, um, Auntie, uh, don't you want to scramble some yeah. eggs? Didn't you say you were gonna make me breakfast? And she's like, You're right, girl. Okay, fine. You know, it's it very like very much hush hush on the Paul stuff. Maybe we'll find out about more about Paul and this police investigation later on. Yeah. Okay. So we had that uh, going on. Jessica then also uh, like has another run in with her cousin at the end of the episode. Uh, run in is a strong turn. Like her cousin, her cousin ain't feeling Jessica. She thinks Jessica. First of all, she's annoyed because she can't even come home and cook for her own kids because her mama been using the milk and eggs over at Jessica's house making pancakes and whatnot. So she's already like, "What you are you cooking for the rich lady from New York? She's mm -hmm. from New York." And she's rich mom God. Um, and so she's trying to get her mom to understand that Jessica's only here for a short amount of time. She's just here to do whatever charity project that she finds right now that's going to make herself feel better about being disbarred. And then she's probably going to move on to the next shiny object because that's what rich people do in this woman's life. And so she goes to Jessica at the end and she tries to repay her for the groceries that Jessica bought. Like, look, we don't need your charity. We don't need your pity. We just want you to, if you really want to be involved in the community, get to know the people of the community. Start doing some like grassroots stuff. Come like that. Nobody wants you just throwing money at everybody's problems. That's not the issue here. And so I think she's just trying to teach Jessica a lesson. And I think before the end of the season, her and Angela might start to feel better about each other. Okay. Let's go back to Yoli and talk a little bit about her and her introduction where Jessica has the run in with her going through security. And so they have like a, uh, a memorable encounter. Um, but Yoli doesn't like Jessica. She's not uh, not high on her being uh, in the mayor's office. Well, for one, Yoli knows everybody, but she don't know Jessica. And so Jessica just shows up and kind of it's Jessica. She's confident. She's strong. She's black. And so they're like, who is this lady? And so Yoli is like uh, kind of trying to have her own. Like she's, she's talking to the people. She's a woman of the people. She knows everybody. So she's talking to Oscar uh, in the security line. And Jessica's kind of rushing him like, hey, can I can I get by? You know, and so she's basically looking at Jessica like, oh, OK, who is this bougie lady? You know, and why is she why is she treating me like this? Uh, you know, is she the valet or somebody like she must be new here? Uh, and Jessica, you know, obviously speaks Spanish. And so she picks up that Yoli's kind of talking trash behind her back. And, um, you know, um, <laughs> Yoli eventually will tweet out some not so nice things about Jessica once the news about Jessica working for the mayor's office gets out. And uh, that will end up getting Yoli fired. And she thinks that Jessica is the reason why. She thinks Jessica got her fired on a spike. Mm -hmm. um, she's the social media coordinator for the Department of Transport uh, of um, Sanitation. I don't know. <laughs> I think that is was her position. I thought that was her position. Yeah. yeah. Well, she. I don't know if we ever got her position. You know what I'm saying? Like, we just know that she violated the. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, social media coordinator for streets and sanitation, right? Mm -hmm. So her, 
she as somebody if that's her job she can't be on social media from her personal account being like clean up city hall sloppy hashtag sloppy seconds you know um what are you doing so she's undermining the mayor's office by using her personal account to make uh scathing remarks about the mayor hiring uh jessica who not the entire city knows is a city slicker from new york with mm -hmm. a bunch of money who has been disbarred yeah and so she ultimately is going to get fired. But by the end of the episode, Jessica says, like, hey, I like the cut of your jib. You remind me of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like we need somebody Jessica exactly like me. Where have we heard this before? Uh, yeah, exactly. That's why I was like, oh, they're about to do the thing. They're about to Mike Ross her. You know, um, we don't know enough about uh, Yoli to know if it's going to be the same type of banter between the two of them uh, as you would get in like a Harvey and Mike situation. But I'm interested to see where it goes. Uh, you know, uh, Yoli seems like a decent person. Uh, she definitely talks about um, like how every morning she wakes up and she like gives back to the, I think, does he feed the homeless or something like that? Um, so she has a good heart. And I think Jessica mm -hmm. needs somebody who is more rooted in the community to to ha to be her eyes and ears. And so this might be a great partnership. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yoli uh, gets up every day uh, at 6 a.m. to feed the mm -hmm. homeless and still has time to know the names of every single person in this place, except for Jessica, I guess. Yeah. Uh, um, from Oscar at the security to the little old lady in zoning who likes Twinkies from the vending machine. And I do it not just because I'm a nice person, but because when my boss needs something, I'm the one who gets it done. I killed for this job, lady. I know my rights. I'm not going to let anybody. Like, do you know who I, I had to kill to get social media coordinator at the Department of Sanitation in this town? That's a hell of an elevator speech. You know, like she comes to Jessica and tells her exactly why she's not suitable to be the social media coordinator when she could be Jessica's assistant. I do these things because it's what my boss needs to have done. She doesn't say I do this stuff because I'm good at tweeting or I like Hootsuite. You know, she's like, no, I I, I do this because my boss needs me to do stuff and I will go above and beyond okay, uh, but, for my boss. But she's like bringing up all the nice things she does. And I, I don't just do it because I'm a nice person. But because when my boss needs something, I'm the one who gets it done. But what is like the, the boss is like, hey, what's the name of the lady that eats the Twinkies? Some bosses need their their uh their workers to be tapped in. Mm -hmm. Rob, I'm sorry, but I'm your Yoli, man. You you come to me, you're like, what's going on in the streets? And I'd be like, bam, 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 bam. This is what you got. This mm. is what you got. Don't I always lace you up? Yeah, you, know, you do, but you're not, not like, hey, like uh like I'm volunteering and I'm and I'm and I'm uh, Am I not? <laughs> yeah, Am you I are, but you're like, and you know why? Because when, because Rob when my <laughs> needs it done. <laughs> But yeah. I, I didn't ask you to do that. You, I, you yeah. ain't got to ask. Sometimes <laughs> I, I, I just get no. I'm like, Donna, I know what you need, okay? You need me in these streets. You yeah. want me on that wall. You need me on that wall, Rob. Mm -hmm. Okay. Anything else about episode two of Pearson? I, I thought this was a fun, uh, f more fun episode than the first one. Maybe we're just we getting this. used to everybody. Mm -hmm. We needed this. Trending up. To lighten up. And I thought there were some fun moments. You know, like this show is not a comedy in any sense of the word, but... I thought it was light. There were light moments, you know, uh, Jessica fighting with the office desk and then like basically telling oh, that yeah. woman, girl, I'm, I'm rich. I'm about to buy my own desk. Just just change the light bulbs she in here. She said she was going to buy okay. that woman an espresso machine. 
Yeah, a Nespresso. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, the, and listen, anybody who's worked in public service knows a coffee machine. Yep. Whatever you need, lady. Just help us yeah. out here. We we get the bare minimum, and I, they probably cut the coffee cost a long time ago. Yeah, but Keep those you know, K cups coming, Jessica. <laughs> yeah. Well, those cartridges get expensive for the Nespresso. Right. It, it, I don't work no place where they don't cover the little cartridges. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, sorry. It's in my contract. All right. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We've got some references in this episode. They uh, Yoli refers to Derek as true detective. Oh, I didn't even catch that. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah. What was what would she get? Oh, I guess because Derek. Oh, Derek had sussed out who it was who did the uh, the the tweet, even though it's very obviously her. She's like, you don't even know that that's my tweet. It's like your name on Twitter is Yolo Yoli or something like that. Yolo sanitation or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um, ma'am, stop it. <laughs> Chappelle, what'd you think of Yoli's uh, tweet that got her fired? Uh, why is at Mayor Novak staffing up with NYC hashtag sloppy seconds? Hashtag, Hashtag clean up city hall starts up, by taking hall. off the trash. Yeah. But like, you know, for our social media coordinator, was was clean up city hall, was that trending? Was, I, was, I doubt did it. sloppy seconds need to be hashtagged also? What is this, the circle? Right. It was like you hashtag for a, a dramatic effect, but not so anybody can find the tweet, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe she didn't want to find the, the tweet found. Message. Tell Jessica, like, I'm not happy with her working in the mayor's office. Hashtag, I'm pissed. (laughs) Moon face emoji, moon face emoji, moon face emoji. That's my favorite emoji, by the way. I don't know if y'all can tell. He just looks so smug. It's a pretty smug emoji. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Is Yolo Castillo on Twitter? Mm -hmm. Let's take a look at that. She's not Yoli Castillo. She's Yolo Castillo on Twitter. Which is... Which is clever. I, I look. I'll call it. I'll say it. It's a clever. It's a clever name. Uh, Yolo Castillo. Can I change that to my Twitter handle? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, oh nope. The only tweet I see from Yolo Castillo is 
a woman named Courtney who tweeted in 2019, oh my God, her username is Yolo Castillo. I'm crying. Hashtag Pearson. Yeah, I'll favorite that tweet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Courtney, for your 2019 Pearson tweet. <laughs> Wherever you are, Courtney, keep being you. <laughs> yeah, live tweeting Pearson. Okay. Um, so, uh, should we uh, check in with our Facebook group, our friends? Yeah, our friends on Facebook have had... Um, some interesting opinions about the show, um, but nobody's out on Pearson altogether. You know, some people, I think a lot of us are still like, we're in it for the long haul because this is, the, you know, the journey we started with Suit Yourself. We said we we're going to finish Pearson and we're about to do it. But I have noticed that, you know, some people are moving ahead. There's some feedback we got about episode three. There's definitely like a few questions that we got in the thread that you started last time. I don't think we addressed all of them because um, they we had already recorded. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, a lot of people are asking New Toronto or Chicago, um, you know, uh, some people did. I think Patty was the one who said that it seems very dark. As in lack of light, not theme. Sure. Uh, and so, I, yeah. And so I think that people might be on the same page as me when it comes to, um, you know, how the show is being filmed and why okay. that is. Can I play this for you? So Jessica Frey uh, pulled this and said that I predicted the finale of Suits. Okay. Oh. This is back in our uh, ep- episode eight. Uh, or, or actually, no, it's not, it's not a clip. Uh, that she, she says that in uh, episode eight, or season eight, episode six. She said, mm-hmm. I predicted the finale of Suits. Um, I mean, we threw around a lot of ideas about how Suits would end over the course of the the series, but I haven't gone back and listened to that exact clip yet. I did see Jessica Frey post it, and it's on my to-do list. I definitely want to come in next week and say, like, okay, let's pick apart Rob's prediction, but I'm pretty sure you were spot on. You've done this TV thing a lot. Yes. Okay, here, let me see if I could... Um, let me see if I could scroll back on our on our website. Give me a, give me a second to let, let me let me cook. Anything else from the from the our Facebook group of no? Uh, no, nothing else that stands out from the Facebook group. I know that you need to go to our uh, you need to go to post your recaps to look at the suits um the the older suits content probably um because uh, the suitspodcast.com only holds so many episodes before you can't scroll back anymore. Um, but yeah, if you go to post your recaps and check out our suits podcast uh, coverage, you'll see all of the coverage from um from our eight season or what is it nine season rewatch? No, we did nine seasons. Um, <laughs> Yeah, nine season rewatch. So if you're new here, if you're just here for Pearson, check it out. Check out all the stuff we talked about. Check out our interview with Aaron Korsh, uh, where we answered some unknown, some, uh, some, I guess, some well-waited for questions, like long-waited for questions. And uh, we've been getting a lot of good feedback from that interview. Rob, did you see Aaron Korsh and I talking on Twitter the other day? <laughs> I, I heard about it. I heard your uh, <laughs> telling, retelling of that. Yeah, apparently he would not have done the interview with us had he known I sleep naked. And I was like, what? Yeah, why is he so against that? Right. So I sent him the Lewis Lit in the Mud uh, gif. And I was yeah. like, hey, get over it. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes you just got to be naked. You can't You can't be clothed all the time. I'm not a never nude. Mm-hmm. I'm a mostly nude, you know? <laughs> is that a thing? Like, yeah. seldom not nude. Okay. Um, do you think that the Jessica being photographed storyline is like, where's that going? Well, the thing is, we didn't really talk about McGann in this episode, but McCann is still 
out to get Jessica. We know that uh, he's like the one running the underbelly of Chicago. He's uh, pulling the strings of the mayor. We got talk. We talked about the police stuff, but McCann is still out there, and so I think that that person is somebody we haven't addressed yet. And it might have to. It might be the thing that delivers the answer that we're looking for by the end of the season about Jessica and those shredded images. Okay. Anything else you want to add about Pearson episode two? I was pleasantly surprised. I really thought that I wouldn't like I saw episode one. And I thought, OK, you know, this is kind of this is a different show. This is very law and order, you know, very criminal minds or something like that, because it's, it's so gritty. But then I started to kind of loosen up a little bit because there were some fun moments, you know, Jessica speaking Spanish and showing Yoli that, you know, like I, I hear you talking shit, girl. Uh, you know, the, the moment with Jessica and the desk. Uh, you know, there are a few light moments in the episode as well. Um, and I and I really liked it. And so I was like, you know, I think this could have had a good run. I just don't know if it's like if you watch Suits, that does not necessarily mean Pearson is for you. You know, these are two different shows and two different genres with two different casts. OK. All right. We're going to come back next week with The Union Leader, episode number three. This was from July 24th, 2019. And we'll be talking about The Union Leader next time. Yeah. Rob, you didn't even know me when this uh when this was a thing. You know? We're talking about a show from the past. No, I, like, I had, yeah. I've talked to you, I met you, but you know, we weren't podcasting together. You know, I just I just I don't had remember spoken the time, with you on you know? two separate occasions. Yes, I I'd called in and then at one time I amb- ambushed two you in Austin. Memorable encounters. That's like basically remember- like when suits had like the, the we have like the flashbacks and then we would flash back to like the times that we met before we were podcasting together. I, they, someone needs the live feeds of that event because <laughs> you could have seen me as the most quiet person in the room sitting by myself in the corner and you would have been like, "What mm-hmm. the hell is wrong with Chappelle?" Yeah. Um, but yeah, here we are. Here we are. All right, Chappelle, where can people keep up with you? At Chappelle's underscore show on Twitter. All right. I'm at Rob Strino. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Take care. Have a good one. Bye. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.